0: On the Possek Adam Kiyakriv Mikem Karbon La Rashi explains, after quoting the words of the Possek Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, Rashi explains this as meaning Yakriv, when he will offer a carbon. This is referring to Karbonis Nidova. Seemingly, Rashi is understanding this from the words Kiyakriv, which could be understood as Im Yakriv, if he will bring a carbon. That means it's a carbon that's dependent on the rotzina of the person, on the person's own decision. And therefore, it must be that we're speaking about a carbon adova that's dependent on the person's decision and not a carbon that he actually has an obligation to bring. However, if that's the case, why does Rashi quote from the Pasuk Osa the words odom and kiyakriv mikem? In other words, that first and last word, seemingly he's only explaining the words kiyakriv, so why is there a relevance to the words odom and mikem? Then Rashi goes ahead and explains the word Odom, separate Rashi, Rashi quotes the word Odom, and he says, why does it say Odom? To compare to Odom Marisha? just like he, Odom Orishain, did not bring from something that was stolen, because everything was his, so too you shouldn't bring a carbon from, gezel from, stolen goods. What does Rashi mean by this question, Lomonem, or why does it say? Now, we can't say that the problem is only there's an extra word over here, Adam, because we find a number of times that the Torah introduces a mitzvah, and halacha, by saying Adam, or Ish, that will do, or will be such and such. Because obviously, that's the normal way other Sukkim speaks, so that's not a problem. Ah, you might come along and say, yeah, but in this passage, there's also another extra word, the word Mikem. In other words, it doesn't need to say Adam, Kiyakriv, and then Mikem. Or if it says Kiyakriv, Mikem, it doesn't need the word Adam. So one of those two words are extra. But the Rebbe says if that's the case, the question is not on the first word Adam, which is quite a normal and regular word in the Torah, rather on the extra word Mikem. That's where Rashi should be bothered and say, why does it say Mikem, if we have already the term Adam? But since Rashi says, why does it say Adam, there seems to be a problem and a question with the word Adam itself. Therefore, we need to explain, seemingly, like some of Farshim say, that Rashi is actually trying to explain why the term Odom is used instead of Ish, and he's explaining that the term Odom is to make the comparison to Adam Horishen. However, there's a problem with this as well, because why should the Torah use the term Ish rather than Odom when both of them are perfectly regular expressions that the Torah uses? Another thing we need to understand is, why does Rashi explain these two points in two sep- in, the, in the order that he does? First, explaining Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, which seemingly is mainly an explanation of the term Kiyakriv, that it seems to be an optional carbon. Then he explains the term Adab, the comparison to Adam Orishain, when in the order of the Passoc, seemingly he should have first gone and explained the word Adam and then the words of Adam Kiyakriv. So some of explained that these two questions will actually be answered one by the other. And that is, if we wouldn't know that this that these Psukim are speaking about a karbanidova, we would have then understood the term Adam very, very simply. Adam refers to a yid as we have a Maimerazal, the yidin are called Adam as opposed to Goyim. But once we establish in the first Rashi, that Kiyakriv is speaking about a carbonadova, and we know that a goy could also bring a carbonedava. If that's the case, the question becomes: Why does it say Adam? Then it should say Ish, which will be able to, and which will be able to include a goy as well. And that's why Rashi comes along and tells us the reason why it says Adam is for the comparison to Adamarishin. However, the Rebbe says the problem is that according to Rashi Elatoydo, we cannot say this for the following reasons. Number one, this idea that Yidin are called Adam, we have no, we have no way of knowing this in Pshutish Mikra. In fact, according to the simple Pshat of the Psukim, it seems like Adam a number of times refers to Goyim as well. In fact, this whole Drasha on the Psuk Adam kiyamuz bo'oyal, it is, where the Razal tell us that Adam refers to Yidin, Rashi doesn't even bring it on that, that Psuk. It seems to be that according to Rashi and Pshutish Mikra, Adam does not necessarily include only Yidden. A further point. We have no way of knowing in the psukim, at the point of the Torah where we're up to right now, that Goyim could actually bring nadova. In fact, this is something that's only learned much later. In Parshas Samoyr, Rashi tells us on the that you shouldn't bring a carbon that has a mum from a Goy. But Rashi says, but if it's a carbon that does not have a mum, you can bring it. And Rashi brings us a posik that says, Ish ish. To bring carbonos, that that includes to tell us that Goyim could also bring a carbonadova. But clearly, at this point in the Torah, we don't even know that a Goy can bring a carbonadova. So, therefore, even if Rashi establishes in the first Rashi that it's speaking about a, car- a carbonadova, there's still no question why does it say Adam, which would exclude a Goy, because we don't even know yet that a Goy could bring a carbonadova. A further point that Abba says is if the problem is, that a goy should be able to bring a korban, a dova, and that's why it should say ish. However, then Rashi shouldn't say lomo or adam. Why does it say adam? It should say eich. How could it say adam? It's seemingly not the halacha. It's not only an adam. An ish, a goy, could also bring it. And finally, the Rebbe concludes with another two questions. First of all, why doesn't Rashi explain the word that's seemingly extra, the word mikem? As we said before, once it says adam ki seemingly it does not have to say mikem. Rashi doesn't answer this. And finally, the Rebbe says, the source of Rashi is in the Medrash Rabbah and in the Tanchuma, which both say similar things, but there are some differences. The Tanchuma says, about Adam Arishan, he didn't steal from anyone, because he was the only person. The Medrash Rabbah says, that Adam Arishan, Shaloyah HaKoyal everything was in his possession, in his domain, so he didn't bring from Gzelois and from Hamas and from things that were stolen or robbed. Now when Rashi says everything was his, it sounds like he's more quoting the Medrash Rabba that says but still Rashi does seem to say it in a little bit different words. So we need to understand the differences between the Rashi and the Medrash Rabba and as well as why he chose the Medrash Rabba over the Tanchuma. Says the explanation of all of this is... When we start learning the Pasha of karbonois, we would imagine that first the carbon the psukim are speaking about karbonois that are an obligation, which is the main type of carbon, and the one that's an absolute necessity, and not karbonois that are optional. And therefore, as much as we could try to translate the psukim in regards to karbonois that are an obligation, we would try to do so unless there's some absolute proof or necessity to say that it's actually speaking about a karbonadova. And this is what Rashi is hinting by quoting the words and, kiyakriv, Mikem. so this is what's going to help us understand that we must be speaking in this case about a carbonadova. In other words, if we just had the word kiyakriv, we still could have somehow managed to say that it's speaking about uh, not necessarily a carbonadova, That wouldn't be a proof by itself. Why is that? So, the Rebbe explains like this. We explained already that Odom in Pshute micro just because it says Odom doesn't necessarily negate the fact that it could be a Goy as well. In fact, it would also include Goyim. Based on this, the Rebbe says, we could have explained the Posek in the following way. The, Car- the Posek is speaking about carbones that are an obligation. Ah, if that's the case, why does it say Ki which sounds to be as if it's an option? The reason is, because we're speaking about Goyim as well. And for Goyim, there is no obligation. It's only optional. That's why the Pesach says, Again, this is with the assumption that we might be speaking about a carbon that's, that is a choyv for And we're saying, The reason why we're also including an expression that could be optional, because for Goyim, it would be optional. That's why Rashi comes along and quotes Adam Kiakriv, Mikem. Mikem means from you, from the Yidden. And therefore, clearly you cannot say anymore it refers to the Goyim. So if that's the case, then why does it say Kiakriv? So we must say that the whole passage is speaking about optional it's not about Goyim at all, but karbonis that are optional even for Yidden. However, you might still say that this itself is still not a proof. We might be speaking about carbones that are yidden, and yet we might be speaking about carbones that might be a chayva for most yidden, and still in a certain way they are optional. So for example, we can have a situation of a person did an Aveira, and for most people it would be an obligation to bring a carbon if they did that Aveira. But for some people it might be optional. For example, let's say if it's a child that did the Aveira. And even though, yes, he's not punished, etc., etc., but we might say that this Pasuk is coming to teach us that when he grows up, he has the option, if he wants, he could bring a carbon, and therefore we might translate it in the following way, carbon. so we're speaking about just yidden, and yet we're still speaking about a carbon that's a an obligation for most people, and some people, that's why it says in a term that's only optional. However, the Rebbe says, if that's the case, then Kiyakri would only be based on the age of the person bringing the carbon. That means to say that if he's of a certain age, he's obligated to bring the carbon, and if he did the Avera at an earlier age, and now he's over bar mitzvah and he wants to bring the age, now it's an option. But if that's the case, then seemingly the Pasek should have somehow made some sort of remes, give some sort of hint to the type of age that the person is bringing the carbon. And if that's the case, maybe it should have said ish over here. Which ish generally refers to a person that's already grown up. And he's shy to bring a carbon. So maybe it should say ish and to imply that now that he's grown up, if he wants, he could bring the carbon. That's what Rashi says. But since it says Adam and it does not say ish, we must say that the Pasik is not speaking about the ages of different people. Rather, we must be speaking about karbonos that are optional for all people, not only if you're in a certain age group. And that's why Rashi also has to quote the word Adam, to try to emphasize the idea Adam as opposed to Ish, meaning that we're not speaking about the ages, and therefore we're only speaking about optional karbonos. However, says the Rebbe, according to this, it's understood that in order to know that we're speaking about karbonos in So that's why we understand finally why it says Mikem because Mikem as we said before is going to negate the Goyim because of amongst you. However, now Rashi wants to say so why does it say the word Adam? In other words, this Limud seemingly is only because it does not say the word Ish. Not because it says Adam it's just because it doesn't say Ish which would have discussed a certain age. Also says the Rebbe, we cannot say that this is the way of Psukim to say Adam or Ish, because in this case, we said already, there's no real necessity to say the word Adam. It says already Mikem, and therefore El it doesn't need to say the word Adam at all. And that's why Rashi comes along and tells us, my Adam or Ish, just like Adam or Ish, didn't bring from theft because everything was his, so too you shouldn't bring from Gezal. And Rashi is actually very particular with his words over here. He doesn't use the word because he was the only one in the world. Why is that? So the Rebbe explains the following. The difference between this expression that the Tanchuma says, that he didn't steal from others because he was the only one in the world, to the expression that Rashi brings, that he didn't bring from Gzele because everything was his. According to the Tanchuma, when we say the intention, the implication over here would be is because he didn't have from whom to steal. Because he was the only one. He doesn't have from whom to steal. However, according to the way Rashi brings it, the reason why he didn't steal is he didn't have what to steal. Everything was his. Now, the Rebbe says we don't find in Torah, according to Deir Habshaat, that Other Marishan actually went ahead and brought a carbon. We don't see this in the Torah. In Mikra. So what does Rashi mean? With his with speaking about the other not bringing from Gezel. so we must say that Rashid means not that he actually brought a carbon bapoil mamish that wasn't stolen, but that he didn't have the ability to bring a carbon from Gezel because everything is his. says that ever we can understand based on this the expression of Rashid a he didn't bring from Gezel, he doesn't say Hikriv, he brought Shaloi Minah not from something stolen. It says, Loy minagezel. He didn't bring a carbon from Gezel, which could actually mean he didn't bring a carbon at all, but he didn't have the opportunity to bring anything that was stolen. Says the Rebbe, if we're going to say that the reason he didn't bring Minah is because, as the Tanchuma says, because he was the only one, and therefore he didn't have from whom to steal. So then you could ask a very simple question. How long was Adam Arishan the only one in the world? It was a very, very small amount of time. On the very day Adam Morishan is created, Chava is created. On that very day, Cain and Hevel are born. Sons and daughters are born, etc., etc. So obviously, during most of the time of Adam Morishan's life, there were plenty of people who he was able to steal from. And it's very, very difficult to say that that what we're saying over here about Adam Mauritian being we was speaking about this tiny little amount of time that only Adam Mauritian is alive. So if that's the case, we according to Rashi, that we're saying that it means he wasn't able to bring Menagezel, you wouldn't be able to say the reason he can't bring Menagezel is because he was the only one. Because I said, how long was he the only one for? Now according to the Tanchuma that says, that he, did, that he says the reason is, because he was We Now, according to the Tanchuma you might say, yes, he did bring a Korban when he was alone in the world. And that's what the passage is hinting to. But again, in Pshutei Mikra, we have no basis for saying that he brought a carbon. Says the Rebbe, even if you want to say that according to Derech Hapshat, did bring a carbon, and you might be able to say this based on the idea that Cain and Hevel brought carbonoids and seemingly they would have known this from their father. Nevertheless, it would make sense to say that his carbon that he brought was as a kapora on the hate Eitz just like Noyach brought a carbon after the Mabul, but at that point he was already not Yachidi Boylam. So again, Rashi can't say that he's Yachidi And especially at the time that he was alone in the world before Chava was created, in such a little amount of time, so many things happened. He's calling names to all the animals and the birds and of the field and all the animal, the birds, and Cholchayes Hasadah. He has relations with all the animals, and the Abish to puts him to sleep, and all of these things. So again, there isn't really much time for all of this to happen. And therefore, Rashi gives a different explanation. Rashi says he wasn't able to bring Gezel because everything was his. That means the moment he is created, everything in the world is his. And therefore, even after he's alone in the world, even after Chavas created, and he has sons and daughters, his kin and his acquisition of the world remains his. And therefore, his whole life, he was never able to bring menagezel says the Rebbe, even though you must say there are also plenty of other people in the world after other Mauritian during his lifetime had things that belonged to them. And, in fact, the Possek says itself that Cain and Hevel had sheep, etc. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says, these are all likened together of what Halacha would call like children that are relying on their father. In other words, yes, they have their things, but at a certain extent, it still belongs to him. The Rebbe says, in fact, this might be the Duke of Rashi, that everything was His, a little bit different even than the Medrash Rabba that says, In other words, what we're saying is, yes, it is His, although it may be practically right now within the reshus within the domain of something else, but Rashi says it still all belongs to Him. And even, if you want to say, that other Mauritian gave away his portion, Bema Tana as a complete present. Nevertheless, since he's giving it with his own free choice, it's his own children and grandchildren and so on, surely there's no question about it that he's not going ahead and stealing from them. The Rebbe, however, has one question. How did it all actually become other Mauritians? It's obvious that in order for something to become yours, you have to have some sort of kinyon it's very difficult to say and we don't find that Adam should be going around the whole world making some sort of Kenyan that would actually work in that little short period of time before there's anybody else around, before Chava's created. And since Rashi says just in a simple way that everything was his without any sort of explanation, it must be obvious that according to Rashi this is something so simple that it does not need to be explained. In fact, some people want to bring a proof from this, from these words that Adam has everything even though he didn't make a Kenyan. Some people want to say that that's a proof that if there's something that is ownerless, there's only one person in the world, um, then he doesn't even have to make a kenyan. It's just automatically his. The Rebbe says this could be understood if we're going to say that the concept of Hefker is not that it doesn't belong to anyone, but rather it belongs to everyone. And when I make a kenyan out of Hefker, it's just sort of to take it away from everybody else. In this case, if there's only one person, he doesn't need to take it away from anyone else. However, the Rebbe says, in addition to the fact that even according to halacha, it's this is questionable and this is not uh, this is not so simple, but it's a tremendous chiddush to be able to say that. And if that's the case, Rashi should have explained it that way. So the Rebbe explains it in a different way, based on something that the Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch, they didn't have a melech, even a goy. If he goes and conquers a medina, a country, a mulchama, then automatically he's coined everything in the, in the country, the rivers and the cities, because the whole land, along with everything in it, is considered bershus haMelech within his domain, whether it's his own country or a country that he had conquered. If that's the case, we can understand regarding Adomarishan, since he's Yechidi boilam, since he ruled on everything. Sort of, the whole world is conquered by him, so to speak. It's all under him, and that's why it becomes his. Similar to a Melech that conquered a country, that the moment it goes under his. Memshallah, it's all his, and it's considered as if it's all his kinyan, And especially, that we actually know that Rashi tells us earlier already in Parshas Bereshis, it's there on the posseh of Vayitzer, the, Krim, the creates everything, and Rashi tells us over there that the word Vayitzer is that the Abishter actually gave um, Odomorish and the Memshallah the power to rule over everything under his kibush. Says the Rebbe, this idea that you acquire something just by conquering it is actually understood something also in Mikra. Rashi tells us on the words Al that we're not supposed to start off with start up with Moyov. But we also know that then Sichhoyin, when Sichon went and conquered them, once Sichon took over, then Yidin are allowed to take over Moyov. In other words, by the fact that Sichon conquered it, becomes his, and therefore there's no problem for Yidin to be able to take it. And since Rashi doesn't explain over there that concept, that by conquering it becomes his, and so on, in other words, it's not even a chiddush, this is something that's understood very, very simply. So Therefore, the Rebbe says it can be understood very simply now, what Rashi means, Rashi doesn't even need to explain it, that since, just like a melech when he conquers something, it's automatically his, so to over here, the whole world is automatically belonging to him, and therefore it's not shaykh that he should be maker of anything, from since everything belongs to him.